Hey everybody, welcome to CWA Podcast, episode zero. Got some interesting topics for you today and a little bit of introduction about us, so hope you stick around to the end. Here we are, episode zero of the CWA podcast. The prologue or introduction episode. Yep. I'm Salvatore. I'm Joe or Joseph. Oh, I guess I could go by Sal as well. I don't know. <laughs> we'll let the listeners decide. Yeah. So Sal, what's up? Not a whole lot. We, uh, I was just looking at our, uh, our shared uh, file here on Google Drive. And the last time we were going to try and plan this was uh, exactly three months ago, June 25th. Well, we're off and, to a great start then. Yeah, oh, yeah. The three-month uh, delay in between uh, recording is uh, always a good start, you know, better mm-hmm. than some industries. Well, now that we have software that's working properly and uh, a bit of a game plan, I think we can make it work going forward. This is the farthest we've gotten, so, you know, it's episode zero. So uh, it's very, very promising start. Yeah, so uh, why don't you tell everybody what uh, some of the topics that we want to talk about and, and cover in this podcast? Oh, where to start? So uh, I think we're going to do a little bit of everything. I guess the way to put it is we're both from the Toronto area, and we're very passionate about photography, video games, cooking, cell phones, technology. The list goes on. I think every episode will just be a little bit different and talking about various things, and hopefully you can... Uh, you can join us and enjoy listening to us talk. I know that's what we like doing with podcasts. Oh, absolutely. Um, it's nice to uh, have something to listen to if you've got a painful drive through traffic or um, you know some time to kill. Um, hopefully we can provide some entertaining conversation and uh, bring up some topics that other people want to listen to and um, we'll definitely have uh, a way to contact us if you guys want to reach out and ask questions or, um, you know, uh, stay in touch with us or s- make any suggestions or, or comments or tell us we're doing a great job or tell us we're doing an awful job. Um, we'll welcome any kind of <laughs> feedback you want to send our way. Uh, another thing is um, we're going to have some, like, guests, too. Uh, we would, like... You know, over the years in our uh, what we do for work, which we will not disclose on this podcast, uh, what we do for work, we we've met a lot of people along the way, and uh, there's some great talent and great people we can bring on this podcast. Like I have friends that uh, you know, we have some people in the music industry, in the acting industry, and in, you know various YouTubers that uh, Joseph and I know. So we want to get some guests on here as well, and just kind of chat, shoot the shit, get to know them a little bit better. Sounds like a good plan. Yeah, no, uh, don't be so modest. It's not only people we've met from work. Uh, I think we both have uh, entertaining and cunning personalities that uh, allow us to speak to people pretty easily. So uh, hopefully we'll we'll get some entertaining content from those people. And whether it's uh, a good laugh or some kind of uh, personal advice or maybe a way to further or better your career in, in one of the different fields that you know some of our friends work in, um, hopefully we'll have some kind of content that'll that'll be good for you guys to listen to. So, 
one other thing we could talk about is recent events. So Apple just launched the iPhone 10 and 10s. Sorry, no, I, iPhone 10s and 10s Max. Probably the best naming convention of any Apple products that I've ever seen. Well, I think the best part of it is that it literally is spelled the iPhone XS, which I can't think of a better name for either of those phones when you look at the dollar value of them. So um, let's, I, think, I think that speaks for itself. Yeah. The reviews that I've, I've seen personally is, you know, it's, it's great build quality. Like Jerry Rig, everything did a video on build quality. He did the durability test, pass the flying colors. I mean, there's no doubt that they use premium parts and like glass and metal. It's a legit looking device. I've held one. Like they're nice. I, I can't get into the iOS mobile system though. I just, I did it for a little bit, but I, I don't like the restrictions. So it's, it's not for me. Uh, but overall, like they're nice devices, but they're just not as big of a bump, I think, as people thought it was going to be. I mean, if you wanted a big phone, it's great because now they have a big phone, whereas last year they didn't really have a big edge to edge display device. So if you were waiting for that, now you have that. But if you already bought an iPhone 10, you're not going to get the iPhone 10s. I don't think so. Unless you just got money to burn. Yeah, there were there there's Apple fanatics out there that will just buy every single device as soon as it comes out. But I think you're right. And I think Apple missed a bit of a market um, by not catering to that audience that was begging and pleading for an iPhone SE 2. Um, I thought that that might have been a way for them to really gain some traction in the market. There's not a lot of small phones left that are very good. Uh, and yeah. you know, even if you look at the entry-level market now, um, most of the phones in that two to three hundred dollar price point range are starting with five inch screens. There's not much left anymore that has a four inch screen. So I thought that was a spot that they could have maybe come out with something that, you know, might have been compelling. But uh, yeah, I guess Steve Jobs is going to be rolling in his grave now that uh, you can no longer hold an iPhone uh, in one hand and, and reach from top to bottom <laughs> with your thumb. I think he's been rolling for a while, to be honest. Yeah, so I, like true. every year I see comments like that. Just like, oh, Steve wouldn't have done this. Steve wouldn't have done that. I mean, I, I firmly, firmly believe that the last good iPhone was the 5. And that's the last one that Steve put out. So um, I had that phone. It was great. It was perfect size. I held an SE the other day and I was like, oh. you know, I miss. Like I can, I can literally reach everything with my thumb. It's such a weird concept now considering, you know, like I use the S9. So it's. You know, I can reach most of it, but it'd be nice if I could, like, reach every corner with my thumb without straining my thumb and possibly getting a cramp. Yeah, it's uh, it's certainly, it's one of those, you know, double-edged swords. Do you go with the larger display phone and enjoy more of your media content um, and, and, and have a better viewing experience if you're watching a ton of YouTube videos and all that, or... You know, do you then become a slave to your phone and suffer with neck pain and thumb pain and pinky finger pain from supporting the bloody thing for all the content that you're watching? Um, I've been trying to wean myself off of watching as much content on the phone and trying to create a watch later playlist and watch it on Xbox on the TV screen or on my computer at least and um, you know, try and disconnect from my phone, put it on the counter and set a playlist of you know, I'm going to watch half an hour of YouTube video and then shut it off after that and give myself a little bit more balance and try and get some fresh air or, or read a book or, or something besides being glued to my phone. 
Uh, I, I read online, YouTube is switching over, not switching over, but um, they are now starting to make more vertical ads, meaning a lot of people are watching videos on their phones, not in like in uh, portrait mode, not in landscape mode. So they're starting to create ads now where if you're holding your phone upright, it'll actually take up more of the screen because right now if you watch a video upright it's only it's a very small block because it still maintains the uh is it well, 21 by 9 or um, 16 by 9 is the 16 one. by 9 so it maintains the 16 by 9 when you hold it vertically and that's very small like for some ads so they're starting to do uh a taller ad now it's still the 16 by 9 but it's turned the other way so it takes up more of your screen because they want you to buy and click on whatever's on the screen right of course that's really interesting. I can't imagine ever watching YouTube content vertically. I think the only time I've ever done that is to be able to better see live uh, comment feeds or something like that. But even if you rotate it to the left, the comments will show up on, on the left-hand side. I can't say that I'm a huge um, subscriber to, to many live feeds, though. I, I'm not uh, so much into watching other people play video games or watching other people... Uh, live stream uh, a ton of stuff. I don't know. Maybe I mean, that, I YouTube, guess that's growing more popular these days. I think Twitch is the better platform for that anyway. But yeah. uh, I've just noticed, like, I, I've noticed a couple ads like that, like car ads will be like that. And I'm just wondering if are they trying to push people to even create content that'll fit in that type of display? Because, you know, with Instagram being big, like getting bigger and more popular and Snapchat, everyone records those in. A portrait mode right like uh, no one really records in a landscape uh shots with their phone on instagram or snapchat and that's what a lot of millennials are doing these yeah. days right that's a that's a sore point for me i have a friend that's that's a, a youtuber and he creates unbelievable cinematic uh content and with instagram tv um, that's something that's a huge challenge for him he's cutting out literally one fourth maybe one fifth or even as little as one sixth of a widescreen cinematic video shot to grab a vertical clip of whatever he's recorded to show it on Instagram TV. And, and it's just, it's such a bastardized version of video. I mean, it, if, if you're just going to record oh, on a phone, then, then that's fine. But if you want to actually do anything with any kind of production value or quality, it's not really ideal. So I understand where YouTube is coming from in terms of wanting to capitalize on that content. But yeah, I don't, I don't know if that's a, a long-term thing, how successful that's going to be. Yeah, we'll see if it takes off. I, I just, I wouldn't be surprised if we start to see more content like that get uploaded to YouTube or you know, other platforms. Let's go into, I know we talked about like iPhone 10 and sorry tennis tennis max and youtube but let's uh let's actually go in reverse a little bit and just do a little bit of an intro of who we are and uh how we know each other so joseph and i know each other for 10 years probably the longest friendship i've had with somebody 10 years so we met each other when we we didn't work together but i think we met each other when we first worked at staples and then you went to best buy i was still at staples and then you went and started doing your field work and uh, I went to go work for a video game store. And then we kind of just like reconnected recently. And now we, uh, we both kind of do the same thing. Many years of retail madness and, uh, and, and working 60 hours a week and being paid for 40. 
think anyone that's been through that can commiserate and and uh, and feel feel the pain. <laughs> you know what? Retail, as much as people like will shit on it because it's not the best career, but man, it does a lot of things for you because whatever job you get into that's not retail, you will cherish that job and Absolutely. you will do, you will be you will kick ass so much at that job because of how much you appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it certainly, certainly makes you more appreciative of what you've got. And uh, Joseph actually got me. I was I was always a little bit into photography, but uh, more recently he has uh, got me more into photography, and it's become quite the expensive habit for me. And I'm I'm eyeing some different cameras right now. And uh, we actually went on a hike recently, and it was uh, it was great. So if uh, if you haven't been there, check out Seton Trail. That's in uh, Pickering, Ontario. That's a great trail. Uh, we got some good shots on it. If you actually go on Google Maps, you can actually see uh, one of the uh, spots to take some great pictures. Joe, you can talk more about it. Yeah. Um, Google's great for, for planning different places to go. You can you know do a search for trails near me or hikes near me. Um, and, uh, you know, if I'm not generally one for, you know, going on Instagram, looking up a spot and, oh, I got to go and take that exact same photo. But um, Google as a resource is really nice because you can sort of get a gauge of um, how far you are on the trail, how, how much longer it is. Um, there's a couple of spots on the trail when we were on it where I felt like we were missing something. Uh, there, there was some kind of peak and uh, Sal was able to pull it up on Google Maps and, and do a quick search and, and find out that it was, uh, you know, uh, not too much further ahead. So that was super, super handy. Yeah, like, I, I don't think people do this enough, but, like, you can upload, you know, not only when you go on a hike, but if you go somewhere, you can upload a review, you can upload photos. And I remember there's this one review I gave. I think I just had a really bad experience at a restaurant. And you know, I gave them one star and it was just a, I don't remember which restaurant it was, but I remember getting an email a couple uh, weeks ago saying, you know, 10,000 people have, or some ridiculous amount of people have found your review useful. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So like I shit on this restaurant, I guess a lot of people took that into consideration or like agreed with me or gave it a thumbs up. Yeah. No, the Google's becoming quite a powerful, uh, tool for many things. Well, I shouldn't say becoming, <laughs> um, yeah. it, it's, I think we, we're just maybe took for granted how quickly it became integrated into everything that we do. Um, we're, we're both Android users as well. So, I mean, that probably has a bigger impact, but, uh, yeah, no, I just got an email today telling me, you know, you've just hit a new milestone you've done so many reviews and this review of this restaurant has 500 views and this review has so many likes similar to yours and um yeah. it's interesting they, they're using sort of a reward-based system it's almost gamification of your life <laughs> um <laughs> you know i remember the first time when i saw um what do you call it, Sal, where uh, google tracks your gps location and you can go back and review all the places you've gone uh, I'm not sure. I, I I thought you were gonna say lo I thought you were talking about location sharing. Um, I don't no. know. So there's a feature, and um, what's really cool about this is I thought it was really creepy at first, and sort of didn't really want anything to you know any part of it, and generally turn my GPS off if I'm not using it. But 
Um, I recently went on a vacation uh, in another continent, and what was really awesome about it is um, it literally tracked every single place that I went to. Um, wasn't let's just let everyone know it was in Japan, and uh, you know many of the different restaurants I went to. I had no idea to tell other people what they were because there was no English name for them. It was only a sign written in uh, kanji or katakana and hiragana. So um, what was amazing is because I had my GPS turned on, it actually saved every single restaurant that I went to in Japan uh, and showed me pictures of those restaurants so I could recognize them. And uh, if I took, you know, obviously my, my own uh, photos of, of food and whatnot, I could upload them and, and share them as well. But I just, I love that I could go back and sort of relive all the places that I went to and, you know, share some of the restaurants I went to with other people. And, you know, for, for other friends that are, are planning trips to Japan or have been to Japan, uh, you know, being able to show them the different places that I went to, or if I, you know, I'm not always a, an avid uh, food photographer, but it's kind of cool to go back and be like, hey, I had, you know, the raw jellyfish at this restaurant. It was like eating you know, uh, some kind of, uh, wobbly, crunchy glass. <laughs> I can show <laughs> them a picture of it, even though I didn't take a photo of it. So I think the, the name of it is called Google timeline. Yes. I think that's what it's called. Yeah. That is the feature. Yeah. Like that's the world we live in though, man. Like, uh, like my dad used to be, uh, used to franchise Swish LA. And every time I talk to him, he's like, I could never do that today. Because <laughs> he's, you know, he thinks about any, you know, bad instance where there was like an un- bad experience, and you know, they could just go online and shit all over the restaurants, and you have to deal with it. Like you can't just walk away from it anymore. You know, uh, like Twitter is is widely used for complaints now. I like I've done it. So like Rogers, you know, anytime my internet goes down, I just jump on Twitter. I'm like, my internet is down. Why? <laughs> you know, and uh, like that, that's why I use Twitter for, to be honest. Like if I'm having an issue with any software that I'm using or any service that I have, I usually just go to their Twitter and that's like their hub for it. So like I think of people today that had businesses like 10, 15 years ago, like how would they have done it back then? They would just be like, I'm not dealing with this. I'm not going on social media. Yeah, I think most uh, companies and organizations outsource that to a third party now. It's it's like a another part of their their staff and and team. You, it's uh, it's not something that I'm a big fan of, if I'm honest. I just um, I don't know I, if something really bothers me, I might call a company's customer service line or write them an email. But I don't like complaining as much. Not to sort of like throw you in front of a moving train or something i mean if uh you know it makes sense if, if you can get a, a deal on your internet and save 50 bucks off your next bill because you sent them a message saying my internet's down maybe i'm the fool for not for not uh utilizing <laughs> that but i mean i do it it's nice to get the kickbacks but i do it uh more or less to get an like an eta because i'm more or less confirming is this just me or is it everybody so oh, that's a good point. Yeah, I could. Uh, that's that's one of the main reasons I do it. And you know, like Rogers has credited me before, and it's great because you know it's Rogers. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's not often that you get to uh, stick it to a company that you know sticks that it to big. a lot of us. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Cool. Well, 
Um, I think that's probably uh, a lot yeah, of should, uh, yeah. info for for a episode zero. <laughs> episode zero. So hopefully, if this, uh, if you guys like what you heard, um, we'll be doing more of this and and just yeah, subscribe, comment, like. We yeah. haven't even figured out how we're going to upload it yet, but I feel like there will be an option for that. So if there is, do it. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, good old-fashioned email. If you guys have any requests, any uh, anything uh, that you want to know more about or have questions about, fire us an email, and, and we'll get back to you. Yeah, the email is castcwa at gmail.com. We set that up. No, I didn't even know that. Good job, <laughs> <Sal>. Episode zero. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks a lot. See you.